Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist in Georgia and I am the creator of Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. So it's time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. So here we are in Stay Safe September and we are talking about resilience. We are talking about body boundaries sexual identity. We are talking about how to create safe spaces, which is what we're going to talk about today. We're also going to talk about recovery. There are so many things that put us at risk for developing mental health issues, trauma, having unhealthy relationships, having wounds that we have not healed and trying to heal them in unhealthy places with unhealthy people. And so this month, we're really trying to focus on how can we create this safety within ourselves and around ourselves. So most of you have probably in some, at some point in your life not felt safe. Maybe it was waking up after a nightmare. Maybe it was someone walking uh, behind you on a dark street. Uh, maybe it was someone who touched you in a way that made you feel uncomfortable or said something that made you feel uncomfortable. Perhaps it is someone that you loved and cared about that did something to you that just made you feel that gut punch and it just hurt you so bad. And, and for whatever reason, um, it violated a trust that you had with that person. And so there is no longer the same safety with that person in terms of trusting them with your heart and your health because they hurt you. When our systems get overwhelmed, we experience a variety of different things. And oftentimes they show up physiologically as well as with our emotions and with our thoughts. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how we can create safety within ourselves. So today's topic is where is my safe place? Strategies to help create protected spaces. So what exactly is a safe space or a safe person for that matter? Well, ideally we are in spaces with people where we're not feeling judged, where there's not a stigma hanging over us, where we're able to feel like we can be ourselves. We can be open. We can be transparent. People will listen to us. They will hear us. And even if they don't necessarily relate to the experience, they will allow us to be in the presence of feeling and being. But sometimes we actually seek out safe spaces where there are people who have had similar experiences. It might have been a shared experience or it may be that you had an experience at a different time and place in your life, but it mirrors something that I went through. And as we create these safe spaces, what we're looking for is we're looking for not only opportunities for us to be able to share and talk about things that we're dealing with and create those feelings of safety and trust within us, but also that we can listen and learn to hear others as well. So safety is about us being heard. Safety is also being able to hear other people. Safe spaces allow us to foster resilience. They are what are protective factors for us in terms of when we go through things, they knock us down maybe, or they, they kind of blow it as the, as the wind blows the trees. We might kind of weigh, uh, wax and wane a little bit, but we're able to get back up because of the resiliency. Safe spaces mean I have somewhere to go 
or a person that I can go to or people that I can go to where I am able to feel calm again, where I'm able to be centered again. And being in that space allows me to think clearly. If you've ever been really scared, you may find that it is very difficult for you to make decisions, figure out how you want to handle a situation, problem solve, and even for that matter, being able to execute mechanisms to get you to a safe place because we can freeze. We talked a little bit about this last week. So we were talking about good body boundaries. And so when we are in a safe space or with safe people, then that allows all of those thoughtful processes to return. So we're coming back to our wise mind, our rational selves, our ability to be able to discern and make good decisions, even if our autonomic nervous system may still feel like it's an alarm. But it allows you to be able to understand how to create safety in a variety of situations outside of your safe space. So being in a safe space and with safe people allows you to practice the skills that you can use outside of that space. And safe spaces are about good self-care. Safe people are about good self-care. They allow us to take care of us because those people that are nurturing us in those spaces are saying to us, hey, take good care of you. And taking good care of you can look in a variety of ways because we're all different and we have different needs. It definitely depends on what it was that made us feel unsafe and if there is still a threat to our safety. However, these people in these spaces will allow us to be able to figure out how to take the best care of us. All right, so how do we create safe spaces? Um, and I will tell you that ideally we wanna to grow to a place where no matter where we are, no matter who we're with, we're able to create safety so that we carry the safety within ourselves. We create that safe space for us, regardless of if there are other people around that may not necessarily be contributing to us feeling safe. So there may be judgmental people around, critical people around, people who are doing things that make us feel uncomfortable. And as we talked about last week with spacing and body boundaries and how to be able to communicate verbally and non-verbally, that you need to take some time and get some distance between you and whatever the situation is that's making you feel unsafe for this person. The same is true for within us. We can't feel safe if we're constantly tearing ourselves down. So if I am the person who is making me feel unsafe, then I'm not going to feel safe. So I have to be very mindful of my thoughts and how I'm feeling. I have to pay attention. I take stock. You all hear me say that quite frequently. What is going on with me in my own body, in my own mind that may be creating unsafe spaces for me because it's exhausting to never feel safe or comfortable or secure or um, that you're able to have some kind of sense of stability, right? It makes you feel very rattled all the time, which is why our body stays in alarm when we have the problems with the sleeping, the eating, digestive issues, all of the other things that come along with this. So see who you are and treat yourself with the love and compassion that you deserve. That's your first creation of a safe space. Me, I need to feel safe. Also then moving past that, we need to create trusting environments. I was just listening to a podcast the other day and it talked about how long it takes to make an acquaintanceship. And so it was 50 hours of time. Uh, the research suggests that it takes 50 hours of time to create just an acquaintanceship. So if you think about how long it takes to make an acquaintanceship, then we think about it would take uh, they estimate, depending on what type of trusting relationship you have, whether this is a friend, a, a best friend, a confidant, um, we're averaging 70 to 120 hours to create that. 
So in creating these trusting safe spaces, that means I have to take time to create trust with people around me in these spaces. And so I have to be able to trust them in order for me to feel open, that I'm able to share, that I'm able to be transparent. And we frequently rush into things because we trauma bond with people. So because you've been through um, traumatic experiences yourself, had pain, had hurt, we are connecting on that and not actually allowing ourselves to develop a relationship. Are you a safe person? Are you in a healthy place? Or are we going to just perpetuate these cycles of trauma on each other? So a safe space is only as safe as you give it permission to be. So you have to create this transparent environment, this safe and trusting environment. If we know that we're not around people who are trusting, they cannot be our safe space. So we're actually creating opportunities to reinforce for us that there is no safety because I'm only going to people who are going to continue to violate me, not be there, be dismissive, um, turn things around and, and rationalize their behavior and in the meantime, um, being really defensive as I'm bringing things up. So none of that is going to create an environment where you're one, going to want to be open. So you have to have safe, trusting people first if you're going to go to someone for support. Practicing mindful awareness. So we have to be present in our bodies. And a lot of times we disconnect, especially if there's significant trauma. We can dissociate and, and it's again like we're watching ourselves and we're not really connected. People get very uncomfortable with intense emotions or emotions that they feel like are not good emotions. And there are no good or bad emotions, but some are felt more intensely and some are more uncomfortable for us. People don't like those emotions, so they often try to put space between them. But what we need to do is listen to our emotions, listen to our guts, pay attention to our bodies, our heart rate, our heart rate, how we're breathing. How do I feel my, my throat? How do I feel my hands? Um, do I feel like they're tightening my teeth, uh, my shoulders, my back? These are often places that will alert us that we're feeling uncomfortable. So slow down and back up and put some distance between you and whatever this is, a person or a situation that's making you feel uncomfortable. And sometimes we need to seek a safe person in order to be able to do this mindful awareness because it's very difficult to do this in a situation where you're not safe. So I don't want you trying to practice healthy skills like this in an environment where you are still in danger. We want to get you out of that environment first and put you in a safe space, whether that's a place that you've created. A lot of people will use a closet or a bathroom because there are places where they can um, have privacy, they can lock doors, it can be them. Uh, a lot of times people like the, the shower, um, the water in there is very calming for them. So whatever that safe space for you that may be in your home or a safe person that you've identified, go to that person and then allow yourself to ground and understand what's going on with you. And as I alluded to earlier, it's so important that we express what we are feeling. Safety is about vulnerability. And I know for a lot of people that doesn't seem like that makes sense. But yes, I have to be vulnerable in order to feel safe because I have to be able to be open and transparent and trusting in this space in order for me to make it a safe space. Remember, the space is only as safe as I make it. So if I'm guarded, it's not a safe space. My safe space, I can breathe. That is my clue. Like, Okay, here I can actually relax and do the work because we need to open up about our fears. We need to open up about our insecurities, our shame, our guilt, the things that we hold close to the chest that we don't want other people to be able to see when they look at us. But those are things that are a part of us and they govern how we behave, how we think, how we feel shapes how we behave, what we believe shapes how we behave. So in order for us to be able to manage 
our emotions in a healthy way and problem solve, we have to grow to this place of emotional awareness. And we wanna be emotionally well. We wanna be able to articulate how we're feeling, be able to calm ourselves down, um, be able to be assertive in our communication, not aggressive, but assertive, able to hear feedback and able to have a resolution so that we can move forward. It is important that as we're connecting with people, we find some commonalities. So people that can empathize, relate to what we're going through. Often I find that people feel like they can't go to folks. Now, they don't feel like they can go to people because there is not that underlying trust. So there's not a trusting relationship. So that's a, a, a challenge. But then also even beyond that, if I am not around people who can connect with my experience or understand what I've been through, it's going to be difficult for me to feel validated in sharing with them. They may be confused or not understand, again, dismissive. So these things are going to interfere with this being a safe space. So if I find people with whom I share experiences, share values, share beliefs, then I'm much more likely to be able to find safety in that space and not feel so isolated. Oftentimes we feel like we're the only ones going through something. And so it's important to find other people who can say, yes, I have been through that too. You're not alone. There is just comfort in not feeling like you're by yourself and you have to carry all that weight on your own. And, and we have to be able to say to ourselves, there is no strength. There is no, no medal of honor. There is no courage, bravery that will be bestowed on us for carrying all this weight on our own. Let it go, release it because many hands make light work. It's not so heavy if I don't have to carry it by myself. And again, we talked about a little bit earlier, the listening skills are really important because I need to be able to hear too. Sometimes I need to be able to hear feedback because that's gonna allow me to be able to develop the skills that I can use to continue to create safety wherever I go. But also listening, sometimes people can see things we can't see. They can hear things we can't hear. We have some areas uh, that are blind spots for us, behaviors that we engage in and we disconnect from why we're engaging in them, but they're recurrent behaviors. Sometimes other people can see those things. And so they give us insight that can allow us to be able to better understand our experience. So we need to be able to hear. And also we don't want to monopolize, right? So that creating safety is about us being safe as well as other people being safe. So I don't want to monopolize spaces that I'm in by just talking about me all the time and everything that's going on with me. And when I ask you how you're doing, I really am just asking out of courtesy, but I really don't care because I want to launch into what I'm talking about, right? So that's not creating a safe space. So what I want to be able to do is identify the things I may want to share, a couple of things. If there's 20 things, I don't need to share all 20 things. There may be one or two things I want to pick, and then I want to be able to get feedback, and then I want to be able to listen to other people because part of creating safety, too, is being able to share in someone else's experience and being able to support them, right? Know your limits. I do not want us to get in this space of overpromising and underdelivering, taking on too much. That is not going to create a safe space for you because you're going to be stressed and overwhelmed. And then you're going to feel resentful because you have all of this burden that you feel like you're carrying, that you feel responsible for. And for empaths, you just absorb all of that. So then going back to how this feels in your body, it's not going to feel safe for you. So we want to make sure that we know how to say no. And even though that's just one word, people really struggle with it. And they feel like they have to justify and, well, I'm not doing that much. You don't have to convince other people of what you have or don't have on your plate. 
You just need to be honest about with yourself about what it is that you can handle. And that is an honest conversation, not the one where I feel like I should do what other people want me to do. And so I set limits based on what I think other people would be uh, approving of. But actually me checking in with me about what I can handle is very important. Create a physically appealing safe space. Right. So you don't want to be in a space that that feels uncomfortable. It looks um, very sterile or or maybe something in it is just uh, feels uncomfortable and unsafe for you. So everyone's a little different. Some people like bright colors. Some people like soothing colors. Some people like water. Um, some people like sound. Some people like aromas. So whatever it is, aesthetics matter. So create something that's welcoming so that when I go into my safe space, it's almost like, again, I immediately can breathe. It's like my eyes are open now. I can think clearer. I can smell. I can taste. I can touch. I can hear. So those things are very important in the space. So make sure that whatever space it is, whether that's with a person, you're going to a support group, or you're creating safety with some friends, that when you're in the space to process, that it's a space that feels soothing and calming to you and pleasing to your eye. So if nothing else, what I want you to take away from today is you can and deserve to have space, safe spaces. You're in within yourself as well as with others. Okay. Be well.